0: Welcome to the Vital Dawn podcast for Thursday, November 21st. S&P futures are trading down a couple of points, about three points, rallying off their overnight lows. Europe is down about 50 basis points, although it's picking up off its lows as well. And Asia traded lower nearly across the board, largely just in response to the U.S. session on Wednesday. So phase one U.S.-China trade is still front and center. That's all anyone really cares about. There was a lot of news out overnight this morning. Um, I would say the tenor of that news is certainly improved from where things stood midday in the U.S. yesterday. Um, so just a couple of remarks. Chinese China's commerce minister came out officially and said it is striving to reach a phase one agreement. Uh, the Chinese vice premier, according to Bloomberg, um, was quoted at a private dinner talking about how he is cautiously optimistic about reaching a phase one deal. And then the Wall Street Journal just now at about 5.10 a.m. crossed an article talking about how... During the phone call that the two sides held last Friday, um, China has invited the U.S. delegation, so Mnuchin, Leinheiser, et cetera, to Beijing for the next round of talks. Um, Washington is understandably um, skeptical or, or hesitant to kind of go on that trip unless China is serious about making some uh, compromises. They don't just want to have a you know a media event that that makes it appear that progress is is occurring if it actually isn't taking place. So, all those headlines, remarks, et cetera, are certainly positive versus what the Reuters article said around midday yesterday. It still seems like this process is on track. They are still talking. Um, you know, I think the initial phase one agreement was relatively minor and small, and it seems to be expanding in scope. And I think that is what's creating some of these tensions um, where China is very insistent on having at least some tariffs get rolled off Um especially the September 1st tariffs, if not all of them, or at least lowering the tariff rates on some of the prior tranches that have been put in place. Um, and I definitely think that, you know, I think China looks at what's occurring in Washington with the impeachment hearings and they view Trump as being politically vulnerable. And I'm sure that they are, um, you know, increasing their demands, pressing for more. So if you had to assign blame, um, on one side of this whole thing is probably China just trying to extract as much as possible from what they view as being a politically weakened um, White House. You know, hopefully that doesn't implode this whole process. But you know, um, obviously that that is certainly creating some more tensions. Uh, a couple of other items: so the Commerce, the U.S. Commerce Department has started handing out some of these permanent licenses to U.S. suppliers to ship products, to ship certain products to Huawei. This was widely expected. Wilbur Ross has been talking for the last few weeks that these licenses are being handed out, but, you know, a minor positive in that this is a, you know, somewhat of a de-escalatory action, um, even though there are still severe restrictions about shipping certain products to Huawei. Um, This Hong Kong legislation, so the Senate passed its bill, uh, uh, Tuesday night, and then the House last night passed the Senate version, um, and both passed relatively unanimously. There was, I think, one House dissenter that did not that did not vote for approval of this bill. Um, Reuters says Trump is going to sign the bill. I think that was uh, up in the air a little bit. The fact that they passed unanimously means that they would be able to override any veto, but I think some people thought Trump would kind of just put this aside for the time being as they proceeded with phase one talk. So, you know, to the extent Trump signs that bill, it certainly is going to be very upsetting to Beijing. I don't think it's going to implode this whole process. It still ultimately leaves a decision with Trump. It just gives the State Department more power as far as forcing the State Department annually to certify Hong Kong's independence. Um, so that decision will ultimately reside with the White House. Um, so it's more symbolic than anything else, but I, obviously it it is, uh, you know, Beijing, if you had to list its um, areas of concern, um, you know, sovereignty, especially over Hong Kong and Taiwan are probably more important to it than anything else. Um, so it's watching that Hong Kong bill very closely. Um, so that's kind of the the broader shape up as far as U.S. China. Um, like I said, the futures were trading off um, overnight and they've kind of perked up a little bit there. You know, they're off just a few points at this point. Still a lot up in the air, still a lot uncertain. I'm sure there's going to be a, a ton of tape bomb headlines over the coming days and weeks. Um, And we'll just have to watch how this all unfolds. I still think you will get a phase one agreement. I just don't see how at a time when Trump is probably the most politically vulnerable he's been at any time since entering the White House. um, As far as with all this impeachment going on, you still have the after effects of the whole Turkey-Syria decision. Um, And so if he is intending to shore up this Republican firewall... I don't see how he can allow the October 15th tariffs and then December 15th tariffs to go into effect, have a complete collapse in negotiations with China heading into an election year. Um, and so I feel that there will be at least some attempt to avoid further de escalation. I continue to think that, um, you know, entering into this week, people were quite optimistic about the amount of tariffs that could be rolled back under phase one. I think those expectations need to be tempered. Um, and so I kind of included another just scenario analysis in the Vital Dawn this morning, as well as. Um, a a recap of all of this China news. So your base case is still, I think, the original kind of phase one of agricultural purchases, IP protections, FX policy pledges, and then um, liberalizing some of the financial services industries in China in exchange for the U.S. scrapping the September first tariffs, the October fifteenth tariffs, and the twelve fifteen tariffs. I think that's your base case, and in which case. Um, I believe the S&P kind of should be below 3100 based on that. So we'll call it between 3050 and 3075. Your best case where you're rolling back a lot more tariffs beyond September 1st. I just don't see that really coming to fruition on phase 1. I mean the whole concept of this process of a multiple phase negotiations was not to cram everything in to one deal as possible, but to have rather Um, multiple deals over which you can kind of make incremental progress. So that's China. That's obviously anything anyone wants to talk about. There are a few other items of note, more micro than anything else. Um, You know, it's Intel comments, reiterated guidance, but talked about how they're still uh, experiencing severe supply shortages. So that's a sensibly positive for AMD. That stock has been um, extraordinarily strong. Limited brands, probably better than feared as far as earnings, given some of the negative, um, given the awful apparel sentiment. Um, a couple of other items, PayPal announced a relatively large deal last night, um, but that's really it. Nothing super incremental on the micro front. The debate last night, um, I don't think you know—you need to spend a ton of time talking about it. It probably solidifies a lot of the recent polling developments. So Buduche came off pretty well. So he has been um, experiencing a ton of momentum in Iowa. He will probably continue to experience a lot of momentum in Iowa. I think it's very interesting that you still see a lot of pushback um, against Warren and Sanders. Um, so it started with healthcare. And I think last night you saw a lot of pushback on some of their policies around taxes and wealth taxes, et cetera, um, coming from the other Democratic candidates. So there still is a yearning in the party um, for a more centrist person. And you look at all the polls when Democrats are asked, what is the most important attribute of a candidate? They all talk about electability. So that is the, that is the most important attribute versus kind of um, policy purity as for or, or a person who has um, the set of policies that is most aligned um, with the person's personal preference. People really want a candidate that will be competitive against Trump. And you're seeing that in terms of the pushback against Sanders and Warren. Um, both of whom are viewed as being uncompetitive against Trump, despite what some polls right now may say. Um, and just looking at the calendar today, it's really just earnings that are on the calendar as far as scheduled events. I'm sure we'll see some more trade headlines. So Macy's will be this morning at 8 a.m. Um, and then after the close, we have Gap, Intuit, Nordstrom's, and Splunk. So that is it for today. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening.